you guys playing? Or no? no Do no, you wanna no. play? <laughs> Are you ready to play? Are you crazy? Excuse me? Go away! I'm not doing get this now. Scream, get my Glock! Let's do this. We are Assassin's Creed, so we're starting this bitch now. Oh, yeah, sorry. I'm, I'm a little late. I'm here. I'm, fine. I'm, I'm right here. <laughs> attendance, attendance. Here. <laughs> Present. Yeah, uh, we kind of went on a rant before we recorded, so we don't have much to say now. So we're just going to jump right into it, if you guys are okay with that. Yeah, they're like, wait, what was that rant? Like, we can't, we can't. No, talk. we're not no, telling you. We no. can't. Mm -mm. I'm sorry. This is yeah, one of those no, things no. where mm -hmm. I have it recorded, but I can't share Oh, no. It. That's just going to get deleted the minute that we stop recording. Okay, yeah. She won't let me keep it. She'll probably make sure I delete it before she leaves the house. Absolutely. I'm going to hawk eye this bitch and just, like, make sure it's gone. Cool means. I just trust her and go home that it will be gone. You can do that. All right, cool. Because I, I kind of want to go home. I have to go pick some shit up. I understand. Okay. So um this might be longer than most of our regular episodes and there was a whole lot of fucking research so i will be missing some information i try to get the key information um but like i like we always say if you want more information you can always research it yourself this is just an introduction but we are going to be talking about the history of alchemy nice okay yeah I, i'm it, with it it came in a dream once and then i was like all right this is it are you dreamed about this shit i dream no not really it was just like in the middle of the night, you know, when you're drifting off and all of a sudden the final big idea came. Because, I love those. Yeah. Well, I couldn't sleep a couple of days ago. Like, I, I couldn't sleep for the life of me. Like, there was like that Spongebob party with the jellyfish in my head. Oh, yeah. And it just did not stop. I have a love-hate relationship with those ideas because it's like, it's a brilliant-ass idea, but then I have to get up to write it down so yeah. I don't forget. What's worse is that when you get the idea, you start thinking about the idea. And I'm like, I, I thought this would make me sleep. After the idea is gone, I could sleep, but no, it just starts accumulating more. It's like, great, so now I can't get sleep, so I can be great the next day. I just gotta be great right now and then wake up around 1 p.m. tomorrow feeling like shit because I didn't get anything done. Oh, yeah, no. I I, kept, I was telling um, Sass that I kept waking up asking what year it was because I felt like I was asleep for too long. Great. Yeah. And uh, I just hope my sleep schedule didn't get fucked up. I'm sure your family was fine with you asking what year it is. <laughs> was, I'm sure they felt great. <laughs> they weren't concerned about me at all. Okay, so alchemy is an ancient branch of natural philosophy, a philosophical and proto-scientific tradition practiced throughout Europe, Africa, China, and throughout Asia. I like it. Yeah, very universal. Well, very inclusive to other countries as well. Seen in Chinese texts from around tw um, 72 to 49 BCE and Greco-Roman Egypt in the first few centuries CE, there are elements to alchemy and each with their aims and goals, with their own aims and goals. Uh, one common aim being Chrysopoeia, which I, I'm going to tell you right now, there's so many fucking names here, I'm going to fuck them all up. Don't expect much from me. Good to know. I don't expect much usually. Good. Don't expect a lot from me. This is Kairosopoia, the transmutation of base materials into noble materials, which I will explain. I was about to say, what the fuck is a noble material? Oh, I'll explain in a bit. Okay. I promise you. Um, another aim being the creation of an elixir of immortality, which I think a lot more people know about alchemy as. It's pretty much what we all heard of because, you know, that's what people are always looking for. Yeah, and it's like more in like uh, media, like in movies and everything where alchemy is like surviving after death and everything. Yeah, like the Lazarus Pit. Yeah, mm. yeah, yeah, yeah. The creation of panakias, which is able to cure any disease and the development of an alkahest, which is a universal solvent. So it's like a, a one cure all kind of thing. 
I wish. I wish to. Uh, alchemy was born in ancient Egypt, where the word... Yes, it was. I know. <laughs> where the word chem was used in reference to the fertility of the flood plains around the Nile. Is that why we call it now chemistry? Cállate, cállate. Oh, sorry. Cállate, cállate. Okay. okay. And, and, and you're eager. I appreciate that. But I'm like, it, it gets fun in the middle. Okay. Okay, so, uh, yes. So, it is a reference to the fertility of the flood plains around the Nile. Egyptians believe in the life after death, as we all know, yep. and the mummification procedures they developed. Probably gave rise to the rudimentary chemical knowledge and goals of immortality. So, by 332, uh, yeah, 332 BC, Alexander the Great conquered Egypt. For any history buffs, you guys know that already. Greek philosophers. Philosophers. <laughs> yeah, listen. <laughs> waffle makers. Waffle makers. <laughs> Greek waffle makers. Oh my god. Uh, Greek philosophers became interested in the Egyptian ways. The Greeks' view on how matter is made up of the four elements of nature, fire, earth, air, and water, merged with the Egyptian sacred science. Until the Fire Nation attacked, correct? (laughs) (laughs) It's kind of hard to say the elements without adding that at the end. I know. It's very difficult. Avatar, they just made shit better. Yeah, it really did. It's beautiful. Um, The result was chemia, the Greek word of Egypt. Kind of know where this is kind of going now. Now, now you kind of get it, but it gets funner. So okay. so far we go from chem to chemia. Okay, and it gets funner. It gets funner. Okay, funner. Okay. So when Egypt was occupied by the Arabs in the seventh century, they added al, mm-hmm. a l, to the word chemia, but put together al dash chemia, meaning the black land, is now seen as the possible origin of the word alchemy. Okay, there it is. The black there land. It is. There it is. Alchemy. There it is. So the Greek word kumos, meaning fluid, has been suggested as an alternative origin of the word alchemy, but there isn't a lot of evidence to support that. Now, even when I researched this, I was pissed. Now that I'm reading this, I'm being pissed again. Okay. Because, unfortunately, there isn't more evidence of the development or history of alchemy because in 1931... Christians burned the Great Library of Alexandria, destroying many relevant words. You know how mad I am about the Library of Alexandria? That's the one thing you gotta know about me. I am livid that they burned down the Library of Alexandria. Livid. Any given moment, I will be pissed. I could be having the greatest day of my life. Then you mention the Library of Alexandria and I will get heated. It is the worst thing that Christians have ever done. Actually, no, I'm, I'm sorry. That completely dismissed every other terrible fucking thing they did on top of this. That's why, as a Christian, sometimes I just sigh and just like, God, why? Why were you not following the things you were trying to teach? Uh, it, uh, like, what is it that made you... <laughs> what is it that made you think, I'm going to teach all this great shit, but then I'm going to do all this bad shit? Was it the wine? <laughs> well, you drink was it because y'all wasn't drinking a lot of water back then. Was it just because y'all was drinking wine all the time? Y'all was just drunk. They, I'm sorry. If you heard the mic move, that's how mad I am. But I'm good. I'm okay. Cause I'm at the point where I'm just. Anytime I see the word Christian, I'm expecting some bad shit. So I'm just, I'm just settled. Yeah, and every time I hear the word Library of Alexandria, my heart sinks to my ass. Cause we know what happened. Just couldn't mind your business, could you? <laughs> Refer back to our last episode on the science of minding your fucking business. 
Nobody told you to burn the best collection of knowledge. Like, library. There was a melting pot. I will explain more in this episode how the Alexandria was a melting pot of alchemic knowledge. Not only that, more knowledge. You know what? I'm just gonna keep reading. Because this episode, this could be a whole episode of how pissed I am about the burning of the Library of Alexandria. I believe it. <laughs> I could go on a whole episode. If you guys want that, you guys could tell us and I will fucking do it. Don't think I won't. Although the library was destroyed, <laughs> uh, the earliest historically attest author, Zosimos of Panopolis, helped situate other alchemist authors, such as Mary the Jewess, Pseudo-Democritus, and Agathodemon. But very little is known of the authors. Guess why? Guess why? Because they burned the library of Alexandria. Fuck me. The most complete of their work, the four books of Pseudo-Democritus, was probably written in the first century AD. Recent scholars tried to emphasize the testimony of Zosimos, who traced alchemist art back to Egyptian metal metallurgical and ceremonial practices. It has also been argued that early alchemists Alchemical writers borrowed the vocabulary of Greek philosophical schools, but did not implement any of its doctrines in a systematic way. So there was a lot of translating that they had to do. Right, I'm about to say, why wouldn't you include it, but it's all because you didn't understand it. Yeah, it's kind of like bits and pieces that they had to put together. Okay, cool. Yeah, yeah. It was hard. It was like the most difficult puzzle they had to put together. Um, Zosimos of Panopolis wrote in the final abstinence also known as the final count. Zosimos also called demons guardians of places and those who offered them sacrifices priests. But it is clear that he was referring to the gods of Egypt and their priests. I mean, obviously. Yeah, but, you know, in scholars, and most of them were like, um, they kind of mistranslated a lot of that, so they had to, like, really go back and forth for those. Yeah, but I can imagine that's probably why Christians burned it down. Like, wait a minute. Demons? Like, guardians? How Please? dare you sacrifice? Oh no, we gotta burn this shit down. You know, it really pisses it's coming me. down. It really like, pisses me off. Again, don't worry about what other people are doing. How do you know they're not gonna eat the chicken after they cut that off? <laughs> Good rotisserie chicken for the family that they're feeding. I say they prayed over it and now they're gonna eat it. Don't worry about it. <sighs> Just breathe, girl. Husa, 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 husa. You gotta breathe through stupidity. I have to breathe through the one thing that pisses me off in life. Christians. <laughs> Listen, I'm a Catholic. I already don't like myself, so that says a lot right there. I mean, yeah. <laughs> I mean, look, I'm sitting right across from you today, and I'm here. <laughs> I, I, I understand. I was raised in it. I, I get it. Yeah. Anyway. So alchemy was also developed independently in China by the Taoist monks. I think we mentioned Taoist monks before here. We have. I don't remember when, but we have. <laughs> I'm sure we have. The monks pursued both the outer elixir and the inner elixir, the former being minerals, plants, etc., which could prolong life, and the latter being the use of exercise techniques such as qigong to manipulate the chi or life force of the body. Ooh, and that's like a form of tai chi. I like that. I like that. I like yeah. that. Like China and Egypt, India developed alchemy independently. Thank God. Somebody kind of, they had to do their own thing. I mean, how else would you protect it? Mm -hmm. They had beliefs similar to the Chinese and that they use external and internal methods to purify the body and prolong life. Chinese alchemy had a more obvious connection to medicine, though. 
Black powder may have been an important invention of Chinese alchemists. It is said that the Chinese invented gunpowder while trying to find a potion for eternal life. Yes. Which is funny because that's the opposite end. You ending life. Yes. I've heard of that shit. Yeah. I, I was I was reading it first. I was like, but y'all did it. Like, I mean, y'all did the wrong thing. Y'all yeah. did the complete opposite. Now, mm. if you've seen what we're doing today with it, oh my God. Yeah, and we're not. But actually, this is quite interesting. Okay, so. Described in 9th century texts and used in fireworks in China by the 10th century, it was also in canons by 1290. Exactly my point. Yeah. You just, you just, like, my point, like, yo, I, that was back then, that was a can. I want to know what y'all think now about these American school shootings with all this gunpowder. Listen, um, as my favorite cartoon artist, Alucard from Helsinger Bridge said, bitches love cannons. Okay. That's the only thing I stand by. Okay, anyway, as also mentioned, their alchemy was connected to Taoist forms of traditional medicine, such as acupuncture and moxibustion. In early Song Dynasty, followers of Taoist idea, mainly elite and upper class, would ingest mercuric sulfide, although it's tolerable and low levels led to many suicides, though. Is that what moxibustion is? Yeah. Okay, I'm glad you explained. I was about to ask, like... I know, I think moxibustion is something different, though. Uh, Ashley... I don't know what Makshabashin is. You didn't look it up? That was the one thing I didn't look up. And I looked up everything else. You're going to see a lot of parentheses in my notes. You're going to see it. And then you're going to see me mention. But, uh, yeah. I don't think that's part of that. Because it's still med- uh, medicinal. So. Well, certain, you know, medicines can kill you. Yeah, true. Absolutely. Absolutely. So um, I'm, I'm going to look that up. Sure. I, I, that my, that sounds like a, that's a big word. Makshabashin. Yeah. I'll be right back. All right, we back. I looked up moxibustion. It's a form of heat therapy which you use dried plant materials called moxa, and they're burned on or very near the surface of the skin. And the intention is to warm and invigorate the flow of chi in the body to dispel certain pathogenic influences. That kind of reminds me of how you rub that egg on yourself. When oh you yeah, get yeah, sick. yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. So there you go. Acupuncture is definitely like part of that, though. So you do alchemy with an egg. Oh my god, you do alchemy at home. Wow. I'll come back to you on that. Okay. I'll, I'll, I'll come back to you on that. You come back. Cause, cause, yeah, yeah. You know, that's going to take me places and I need to focus on this right now because that's going <laughs> to. You be doing egg alchemy. <laughs> listen, I hate. Listen, lately, a bunch of episodes, you've been onto something. I don't know about this one, though. But. I know where you at though. You know where I'm at, but you gotta like you like you know where I'm at, but you gotta get to where I'm at. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if I wanna get to where you're at yet. I have to see it. I have to see first. But okay. I got you. I got you. Using them wrinkles in your brain. I appreciate that though. Okay, so again in the Song Dynasty, followers of the Taoist ideas, mainly elite and upper class, would ingest mercuric sulfide, though tolerable and low levels led to many to suicide. Yeah. Cause they're losing their minds. Um, thinking of this consequential death would lead to freedom and access to the Taoist heaven, the ensuing deaths encouraged people to eschew this method of alchemy in favor of external sources. I'm not surprised. There have been many people in history who said, hey, if I commit suicide, I go straight to heaven. Oh, yeah, absolutely. There's people that follow that, thinking that they'll benefit in the afterlife. Um, so the introduction of alchemy to the West came in the 8th century when the Arabs brought it to Spain. From there, it spread quickly to the rest of Europe. The Arabian belief was that the metals are made of mercury and sulfur in varying portions. Gold was seen as the perfect metal and all others were less perfect, i.e. noble, mm-hmm. noble metals. Uh-huh, we literally like, hey, this stuff is shiny, I like it. <laughs> Gold was seen as the perfect metal again, and the less were 
less perfect, an idea popular among Western alchemists. It was a very popular idea that these lower metals could be transmuted into gold by means of sustenance known as the Philosopher's Stone. Not the Sorcerer's Stone. No, not the Sorcerer's Stone. <laughs> the Philosopher's Stone. This not is an Infinity Stone either. Oh, no, we don't need those. No, no. One no. clap and we're gone. <laughs> that was a snap, girl. A snap. I'm sorry. I'm out of it. But one thing I could definitely say is this, that... um. Why why gold though? Cuz silver is actually oh, the metal oh, oh, that oh, Okay. Pardon. I'm so excited. I, I just love it when you like get as excited as I do and you like put the pieces together. I love it. Okay, so blah, blah, blah. So in simpler terms, this legendary alchemical uh, alchemical alchemical. Listen. <laughs> <laughs> this, this word came up so many times like my brain is like, what's this word again? It's okay. <laughs> so much research so in simpler terms this legendary alchemical substance was capable of turning base metals like mercury into gold or silver the stone is also believed to be able to confer immortality the chinese name for it was the pill of immortality so they they saw it as the pill of immortality western saw it as the philosopher's stone okay whichever whichever flows your boat yep this stone was the most sought-after thing in alchemy and was the central symbol of the mystical terminology of alchemy, symbolizing perfection at its finest, enlightenment, and heavenly bliss. Efforts to discover the stone were known as the magnum opus, which we know as Latin for great work. So whenever people are like saying, I peaked, I reached my magnum opus, that's where this originated from. Okay. Which we still say to this day, but outside of alchemy. So you're saying an alchemic term when you say that. Okay. Which is funny. I love that. Okay, I mean, most of us don't use alchemy anymore, except you, maybe. I am Mia. With that egg. <laughs> Listen. Yeah. But yeah, people say ag- uh, magnum opus to like as a phrase to say, like, I've reached my peak point. So that's actually an alchemic term. The perfection of the human body and the soul was thought to permit or result from the alchemic magnum opus. Mm. Okay, I see now. Yeah, yeah. It's funny because it's Latin. Okay, so in India... A considerable knowledge of... Oh, I'm warning you right now. Especially if we have, like, Indian and Middle Eastern listeners. You're going to hate me. And I apologize profusely. Because I'm going to screw up some names so bad. And I just beg for your forgiveness in advance. Please forgive me. So, without further ado. In India, considerable knowledge of um, metallurgy was has been exhibited in the 3rd century CE in a text called Arthashatra, which provided ingredients of explosive, which is known as Agni Yoga, and salt extracted from soil and plant remains known as Yavakshara, such as saltpetri, which is also saltpreneur, perfume making, and granulated sugar. Which is funny, people do alchemy and it just seems like everyday things now. Yeah, like my spice cabinet. Yeah, absolutely. I've been uh, doing alchemy on my food. <laughs> That's funny. Okay. So Buddhist texts from the 2nd to 5th century mention the transmutation of base metals to gold also. According to some scholars, Greek alchemy may have influenced Indian alchemy, but there is no hard evidence to back this claim. Sound like somebody was trying to take credit, credit when credit was due. Like, yeah. Well, we influenced them like, uh, where's your proof? Uh, well, well, you see, like, okay, you don't have the receipts, so <laughs> shut up. <laughs> The goal of alchemy in India included the creation of divine body and immortality while still embodied. 
Sanskrit alchemical texts include which materials on a manipulation of mercury and sulfur that are homologized with the semen of god Shiva, Shiva and the menstrual blood of the goddess Devi. How do you get those? I, I, I want to know. How do you get the seed and the menstrual blood of a god and a goddess? I don't know. I want to know. <laughs> I want answers. <laughs> okay, so he, here's the part that I'm warning you in advance. I, I do apologize profusely. Please, please, please note that I'm sincerely apologizing. I'm looking at him now. I'm just waiting to see what happens. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm so sorry. Please, I'm genuinely sorry. Okay, so some early <laughs> alchemical writings seem to have their origins in the Kuala Tantric schools associated with the teachings of the personality of Matsyendranath, which is the name of that. Other early writings are found in the Jaina medical treaties, um, Kalyanakaraham of Yugraditya. Written in South India in the early 9th century. Two famous early Indian alchemical... God, I'm going to say this word wrong every time. Alchemical authors were Nagarjuma Siddha and Nityanatha Siddha. The first person was a Buddhist monk. His book... Oh my God. When I wrote the name of this book, I had to write it, like, make sure I spelled it right three times. It looks like it. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Please forgive me. Uh, Rasendramangalam is an example of Indian alchemy and medicine. So remember, the first person who is... Give me a sec. Uh, God. Nagarjuna. And then Nityantha wrote Rasarantakara which is also a highly influential work. I imagine they're brilliant, beautiful people. I love them. I'm just so sorry. So, they're so probably sorry. laughing at you. Go for it. Laugh at me. I'll accept it. Go ahead. <laughs> point and laugh. That's fine. I actually condone that. Go I'm, for it. I'm laughing on the inside. Cause that was. <laughs> it, it looks like you gave effort, but I was just like, okay, I know she says some stuff wrong. I, I tried my best. I really did. And like, you guys could go ahead and like make fun of me. It's fine. Okay, so. Whew. Uh, ba -ba -ba -ba. In Sanskrit, rasa translates to mercury. And Nagarjuna Siddha was said to have developed a method of converting mercury into gold. I, I would love to see this. Yeah. How are you going to turn something into gold? You can't. And But apparently she wrote it. As far as or I know. Or they wrote it. I don't know what their genders are. I'm sorry. Okay. Sorry. My sister called me and I'm going to text her be like, what? I'm recording. Okay. Let's see. In Europe, following the, tw the 12th century Renaissance, Produced by translation of medieval Islamic works on science and the rediscovery are of Aristotelian philosophy, alchemists played a significant role in early, in early modern science. Damn, can you say early? Now? Listen, <laughs> I'm tired. That's like the easiest word. <laughs> I'm tired. My tongue is like I'm done. In early modern science, particularly chemistry and medicine. Islamic and European alchemists developed a structure of basic laboratory techniques, theory and terminology and experimental methods, most of which are still used to this day. However, they continued antiquity's belief in four elements and guarded their work in secrecy, included ciphers and cryptic symbolism. Okay, cryptic symbolism. Their work was guided by hermetic principles related to magic, mythology, and religion. 
In Europe, alchemy led to discovery of the manufacture of amalgams and advances in many other chemical processes and apparatus required for them. Eventually, by the 16th century, the alchemists in Europe have separated into two groups. The first group focused on the discovery of new compounds and their reactions, leading to what is now science of chemistry. Ha. Bet. Ha. Okay. Ha, ha, ha. I was right. Ha, ha, ha. The second continued to look at a more spiritual, metaphysical side of alchemy, continuing the search for immortality and the transmutation of base metals into gold. This led to the modern day idea of alchemy. The dawn of Western alchemy is sometimes also associated with that of metallurgy, extending back to th um, 3500 BC. Metallurgy encompassed both the science and technology of metals. Many writings were lost when the Emperor Diocletian ordered the burning of al alchemical books after suppressing the revolt in Alexandria. So he did some shit too. He did some shit too. I got issues with people back I, then. I have big issues. A uh, few original Egyptian documents on alchemy have survived. Most notable among them were the Stockholm Papyrus and the Leiden Papyrus X, dating around AD 250 to 300. They contain recipes for dyeing and making artificial gemstones, cleaning and fabricating pearls, and manufacturing of imitation gold and silver. Remember, this was very important in alchemy. So these writings lack the mystical and philosophical elements of alchemy, but do contain the works of Bolus of Mendes, who was a Hellen Hellenized Egyptian. So it was part, Hellenized is a part of Egypt, I believe. Okay. Yeah. Uh, who was a Hellenized Egyptian philosopher which aligned these recipes with theoretical knowledge of astrology and the classical elements. Between the time of Bolas and Zosimos, the change took place that transformed this metallurgy into hermic, hermetic arts. Okay, so they weren't just using real metals, they were making metals. Yeah. And gemstones and pearls and all this. So this is this actually um, the whole papyrus and everything actually went more in depth in the magic aspect, like the whole like the chemicals, the whole a deeper science, like what we know as is science. They did meta science. Yeah, exactly. Because I took meta science before. It is exactly that. I studied aliens, Bigfoot, and spirits in oh. college. Oh no, no, but they didn't like that. Like, like um, I'm just saying, it's the spiritual side of this shit. Yeah. And like the more like advanced chemistry of it, like you know the the real study of like the components of these metals and like the whole like chemical structure of them, like it was like a deeper science practically for their time, obviously. Okay, so they were studying the real shit and then making the fake stuff. Yeah, because um, I well, to them, remember, to them, it was probably like the greatest thing in the world. To us now, it seemed like a basic element. But well, yeah, because this is like I don't want no fake jewelry crazy <laughs> i imagine somebody back then went to an alchemist like yo my sachet acted crazy just make me a little fake ring so i can give it to her let her act, let her act okay for oh a while. my god that's funny i am oh i can see it someone in a toga like yo yo my baby mom acting wild just just make me a ring i give it to her my wife ain't got no i um, oh my god yeah make sure you don't turn her finger green though oh no it's gonna go green it's gonna be green that's and she, he gonna say the alchemist said it was a blessing to turn green that's hilarious. Okay, so back to that. Because that's fuck boys. Yeah, that's funny as fuck. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so due to the complexity and obscurity of al al alchemical literature Damn. and the 18th century disappearance of remaining alchemical practitioners into the area of chemistry, 
The general understanding of alchemy has been strongly influenced by several distinct and radically different interpretations, which is very sad and upsetting and angering. Scholars have reconstructed physiochemical and experiments that they say are described in medieval and modern texts. At the opposite end of the spectrum, focusing on the esoteric scholars, questioning reading of Principe and Newman interprets these same decnamen as spiritual, religious, and psychological concepts. Today, new interpretations of alchemy are still perpetuated. Wow, I sound like a baby for a second. Perpetuated. Thank you. I'm so tired. It's okay. Take your time. <laughs> are still perpetuated, sometimes merging into concepts from new age or radical environmentalism movements. Groups like the, uh, oh God, what is that one? Rosicrucians. Okay, I said it right. Groups that are like the Rosicrucians and the Freemasons have a continued interest in alchemy and its symbolism. Since the Victorian revival of alchemy, quote, occultists reinterpreted alchemy as a spiritual practice involving the self-transformation of the practitioner and only incidentally or not at all the transformation of laboratory substances, unquote which has contributed to the merger of magic and alchemy and popular thought. Damn. That was a lot. That was so much. Oh, my God. It's okay. Relax. Relax. <laughs> Listen, I had so much fun researching it. Don't get me wrong. But there is so much. Oh, honey, I know. There was so much. Especially for, like, different countries. Well, honey, you took it back to ancient Egypt, ancient India, ancient China. You took it back. Islamic, Arabs. Everything. You took it back to everywhere. I really try to go into the world and... I have skin on. <laughs> yeah, she has skin on. Damn. Yeah, I try to go around the world in five minutes. Well, we did it in like 30. That's just fine. Probably. But yeah, I'm still stuck on the whole gold thing. Why they're obsessed with gold. I get yeah, it. Yeah, to be honest, I was reading that a lot. And that was like a main concept where they were trying to transmutate a lot of like mercury and like older, not so perfect, like metals and right. substances into gold and silver. And it's kind of like, I don't understand the the benefit and i don't yeah. i guess like obviously the benefit you get richer and everything yeah. but i don't understand like the whole hype of doing that yeah, here's the, the first of all mercury is poisonous as fuck like i remember one time our part of our high school got shut down because a little bit spilled in one of the science labs oh yeah i remember it was just a tiny bit and that shut us all down like that whole I building that. so mercury's poisonous as fuck we'll start with their gold it does not most gold doesn't have any health benefits from what i understand yeah but silver does and I, that I can understand because they were also working on medicine. So the silver part I get, but the gold I'm pretty sure that was well, just. Well, the medicine was more Chinese because like um, definitely. Yeah, but even they know silver helps. Definitely Indian and uh, Arabic and um, European saw the transmutation of metals as more important than medicinal. Yeah, but I'm pretty sure they understand that silver is better for you. I guess, yeah. I mean, that's what, I think that's one of the reasons why I say you were born with a silver spoon in your mouth. Silver, yeah. is, it is healthy for a baby to eat off of a silver spoon, but only parents who had money could afford that. Oh. Now, as far as gold, that just looks nice. And I, I think, as humans, we got this problem where we like shiny shit. We're like birds. We <laughs> like birds. We like shiny shit. Like, you see a diamond, oh, I like that. It's a rock. It's a damn rock. Yeah. It's a rock. I If I found one, hell yeah, I'd sell it. But it's a rock. <laughs> Listen, uh, I think you were stupid for giving me money for it. 
like I said, that was just a brief sum up of alchemy. You, you're more than welcome to go into more research about like the people that survived the <laughs> the fire of Alexandria. <laughs> yeah, the people that survived and the ones that hid away because they were probably gonna get um, you know persecuted. Oh, absolutely. There was a lot of like threat, a lot of like secrecy in the alchemic world. Uh, yo, relax. We're not doing witchcraft. We're trying to make medicine because uh, everybody back in, we dying around age 30. And the thing is that I, I should have gone. I might just go more into detail. I might just do another sequel of this, maybe, because I did never got into the part of, I don't even know if this is true, but like the media concept of alchemy of bringing the dead back to life. We should do that one. I like, yeah, we, yeah. Yeah, we with ca- necromancy okay, yeah. and like alchemy put let's, together let's do let's do that yeah i might just do a definitely an episode on that one because that part was also very interesting and you know other like media influences ideas of like what alchemy really is because uh-huh. like reading this in i'm like damn i didn't think alchemy was just like this simple thing no 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 might i just say i'm down for the necromancy you know i like my dead stuff so give me some dead stuff i like dead stuff all right i just thought like i might as well start with the history because you know we like history and alchemy is definitely something that would fit our forte really yeah definitely yeah alchemy is just a magic yeah, it's magic and then the, we get mad at you know christianity <laughs> even though we both follow that that fits our description yeah that's perfect for us like like we are both of christianity uh you know religious descent i guess you could say and we get mad at those who came before us yeah <laughs> consistently absolutely there's no rest for the wicked but anyway, I hope you enjoy that. I hope you guys forgive me for the mis like pronunciation of names and the fact that I couldn't say alchemy right for like the entire fucking episode. Well, you said alchemy. It was alchemical. You had a problem with. Yeah, it's it's just that like I read it so much in my brain while researching this, and then like reading it out loud is kind of like we're tired of this word. I don't want to say it. It's like you have to fucking say the word. And you're gonna hear all of it. <laughs> you're gonna hear a lot of that. I'm gonna. Okay, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm leaving I, it. In. I have to re-listen to. The, it's fine. It's fine. We leave it's, it. it's just cute. It's, it's, so it's, it's funny. funny. I'm gonna it's, leave it. Just know that my brain was not like. It's quite happy trying. to read that word again after reading it a thousand fucking times. Well, oh well. I guess it's time for me to pick my game. Do it. Do it. Do it. He's so far. They're like, why is the bag not near me? <laughs> it usually is. It was so far away. Um, it says one step ahead. Ew. I know. It's like, you wonder why I laugh, because I know what's going to disturb you and what isn't. Well, the thing is that I've learned that the simpler the name, the more fucked up it is. Yeah, so I'm going to laugh. Yeah, you can have fun. Don't worry, I will. <laughs> I can't wait. And you can send us an email to we don't play podcast at gmail.com. Yes, and you can also see our posts on Instagram at we don't play podcast. And you can find us on Facebook and Twitter at we don't play pod. Yes. And you can also listen to us on CastBox, TuneIn, SoundCloud, Spotify, and Apple Podcasts. And Google Play Music. Woo! Like and subscribe. Review and comment. We also have a Patreon. www.patreon.com slash we don't play. Yes, and we say goodnight, darklings. Goodnight to one and all. Get your eggs ready. <laughs>